What is up, family? I won't call it breaking news, but as we get to kick off on Speak, there is some urgent news. Remember, chaos completely unfolded with the Buffalo Bills. They started the season 5-5 five and five with the whole world watching on Monday night and a collapse by the offense. Remember what occurred. Stephon Diggs, superstar wide receiver, his brother, all-pro cornerback, Trayvon Diggs, chimed in and said, hey, man, 14, got to get up out of there. Well, 14 is obviously Stephon Diggs, his brother. The next morning, if you recall, he woke up and he said, let's not forget Let's not forget, he didn't start going off, he being Josh Allen, until bro got there. But finally, we got a response. 48 hours later, this morning, Stephon Diggs, star wide receiver, he spoke up. Listen to what he had to say. I'm not responsible for how other people feel. Anybody in this room, for this man, a reporter, a player, even my own brother, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love my brother. And the space that my brother's coming from is my family, you know what I'm saying? So... Uh, you want to know how he feels, you got to gotta take it up with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, putting me in a position or me having a conversation with my brother, that's outside. That's, that's in-house family rules. But for me, uh, I can't combat or uh, answer all the questions as to why. You know what I'm saying? With people in the world and, you know what I'm saying, X, Y, Z. Like, that's something you're going to have to ask my brother how he feels about it. I got a huge issue with what Stefan Diggs said right here. Not because anything he said was inaccurate. I love what he says, defending his brother. I had a brother that played in the National Football League while I was playing in the National Football League. I get all of that. The issue I have is it was an incomplete statement because though you have a literal brother in Trayvon Diggs, you got a figurative brother in your quarterback, Josh Allen, who got a shot taken at him by your literal brother. So in that moment, Trayvon Diggs, superstar, Stephon Diggs, superstar wide receiver, just speak up on behalf of your figurative brother, Josh Allen, and put an end to all this drama. Mm -hmm. Like, keep in mind, Josh Allen is currently undergoing the worst start of his career since his rookie year. It's bad. It's real bad. He's starting to have doubts for himself on the football field. So many of us, we've all experienced that. But on top of that, now you've got people outside the locker room with prominent voices that are your sibling. Stephon Diggs taking a shot. I don't mind Shady him taking up for his brother. I respect that. Do that all day, all long. Um, but my real issue, James Jones, is the aspect of, like, why not defend Josh Allen yeah. in that moment? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, and, and I think for, for Stephon Diggs, I got two little boys, too. And I always tell him, you don't never throw your brother under the bus, point blank, period. I don't care how it may look. So I'm good with you getting up there and not throwing your brother under the bus. But, yes, you easily could have put an end to all this just by protecting Josh. Like, listen, man, I know my brother tweeted out some of them things, man. There ain't no shots at Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a special quarterback, man, me here or not, whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? But because at the end of the day, we know those tweets come out of your guys' conversation and the conversations you guys have at home, uh, phone calls away on, on the bus or after games, whatever it may be, those are the conversations that you guys have. So it's truth in these things that you are tweeting out there. So as a brother of Josh Allen, it's easily to not to throw your brother under the bus, but, hey, to be able to just protect Josh Allen a little bit and be like, look, man, my brother ain't shooting no shots at Josh Allen, man. Josh Allen, we all know, has done a lot of really good things in this league. He would have done a lot of really good things in this league without me, with me, whatever it may be. But protect him a little bit. I thought him doing the way he answered those questions, you know, protecting your brother, but you never said anything about helping or protecting Josh Allen. I thought he could have put an end to it and put all of it to rest. <sighs> look, clearly, Stefan is about his family. I don't think that hat was an accident either. <laughs> so I got a brother who played in the NFL, too. And um, nobody better fix their lips. What did you say? Did you say what? Calm down. Every single time about my brother. There's brothers and then there's actual brothers. And yes, Josh Allen is his brother, but Trayvon is his actual brother. So he may feel that saying something to defend Josh Allen <laughs> is disrespecting his actual brother based on the, their dynamic. Then maybe this is the conversation that they had, and Trayvon feels that way. Also, Trayvon's allowed to feel that way. As we discussed this the first time around with this story, he has a lane of his own. He is a, he is a star in his own right. If he was talking about any other player that wasn't his brother, we might say, oh, yeah, he might have a point there. He's, he's actually watching and, and, and digesting this game, and that's his opinion about the situation. And maybe that is just his opinion about the situation. We don't know that. But for him to get up there and squash all this, all of this is happening because they're losing. All of this is happening because they're losing. <clears throat> and we can also attribute a big part of why they're losing 
to Josh Allen's play. Mm-hmm. Now, is this adding to the locker room drama? Is this, uh, is this causing him to have to answer questions to reporters? Yes. Could all that have been avoided if he didn't tweet it? Yes. But he did, and I don't have a problem with him saying, go ask my brother. Do you have an issue with him not defending Josh Allen at all? Like, he didn't say that I disagree that Josh Allen did was nobody before I got there. He didn't say I disagree with what my brother said. He didn't say I'm behind Josh Allen. He didn't say I believe in Josh Allen. He didn't say anything that supported Josh Allen at all whatsoever in that moment. Mm. I, I don't know the dynamic of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs' relationship at this point. They, that's been discussed for a long time. It looked like it was falling apart before the season. It was a conversation about if they were on the same page before the season. So I think we'll get some more answers once the season is over about what their relationship is like. And maybe you should just blindly defend your teammate. But things are bad in Buffalo right now. So you have no issue with it? I think he's being as honest as he can be in this situation. So I don't. 2-5, where you stand on it? Yeah, I have no problem with it. I mean, as I listen to the interview, I'm just thinking, like, okay, if I was in his shoes and I have a brother – Older brother actually played in the NFL as well. And uh, he's super vocal, right? (laughs) Whatever he says, he believes. And sometimes I can't control him. And now I look back on this story, and you can see the interview. He wasn't comfortable, right? This is your brother and it's your quarterback. And and, and I think you you love them both. Obviously, you love your brother way more, but you you got love for Josh Allen. My thing is, like, he stayed clear from it. Like, look, man. My brother is an all-pro cornerback. Trayvon Diggs is a really, really good player. He has his own voice. He plays for Dallas Cowboys. So when he speaks, it's going to go everywhere. And why do I have to sit up here and, and, and give you an answer about what my brother said? You do TV. You do TV. Call asking. You guys are reporters. <laughs> go asking what, what, what he means by that. Right? And, and, and I, I, I love that take because it went so many different ways. Now you're, you're in your head. Am I defending my brother? Am I defending Josh? No, listen, man. Obviously, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs together have done some great things. Mm-hmm. When he came here in 2020, they both made Pro Bowls and All Pros. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Stephon Diggs made the All, All Pro. And ever since he's been in Buffalo, his career has went up, 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 and up. So everything Josh Allen mm-hmm. has been doing has been excellent. Now, this year, when you lose, things like this happen. Mm-hmm. Right? All the small little things. I just think about, like, as a head coach, if, I, if, if Andy Reid or, or, I don't know, uh, Sean McDermott, I play underneath both of them coaches, and and this is a question. We lose the game, and the question is, how do you feel about Trayvon Diggs' tweets? As a head coach, I'm saying, like, what, my man? What are we talking about? <laughs> and, and that's the way I looked at it. Like, if you want to talk about this Twitter or, or X, whatever they call it now, you go to address that with the player that said it, right? And that's my thing about it. Let's be grown-ups and, and, and mature adults about this. Anybody can get under and tweet. They can do all that tweeting on their own because they, they're professionals. That's what they can do. And one guy got his own platform. So... I love everything you said. I stand behind him. Like, he stayed in the middle, clear of it. It's interesting, though. When I heard this, James, when I heard this, Joy, I instantly thought, this is the beginning of the end for the Buffalo Bills. Mm. And what I mean by that is this is the beginning of the end for this Buffalo Bills. I think about the Mount Rushmore of the Buffalo Bills from roughly 2019, you could say, to 2021, 2022. Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier. Josh Allen, Mm -hmm. Stephon Diggs. That was the Mount Rushmore. Those were the four most important figureheads for the Buffalo Bills. Two defensive, Mm -hmm. Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott. Two offensive, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Well, Leslie Frazier is gone. Mm -hmm. Sean McDermott said, hey, I'm good on you. You gone. That leaves three. Based on the tension that is occurring right now, it appears that Stephon Diggs will likely be gone. That leaves two. Mm -hmm. Sean McDermott, you're a defensive coach who's had two different offensive coordinators in the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. So Sean McDermott has five and five, which is a worse record to start for the Buffalo Bills since I believe 2018. At five and five, Sean McDermott, he too could be gone. I don't anticipate Mm. it, but crazier things have happened. And this would not be the craziest. So if Frazier's gone, Stephon Diggs, it seems like he would like to be gone. Many analysts are anticipating he will be gone. Sean McDermott, he could be gone. To me, this is the beginning of the end for the Buffalo Bills, at least this version of the Bills as we know it, James. Yeah, I believe you're right. I I think this team is going to look totally, totally different next year. And I don't think they'll fire the coach. I think McDermott will be there. I I think he's earned the right to be there with what he's done and coming to Buffalo and changing that thing around and then being in the playoffs, winning the division multiple times in a row. I I don't think he will be there. But I think Stephon Diggs will be gone. I think some changes will be made. I mean... Joy touched on it, all the tension that was happening already this offseason with him and Josh Allen. Now this coming out, you know, and 
knowing that it's, uh, it's some truth in this as well. I think Stefan Diggs will be out of there. I think some of those veteran safeties are going to be out of there. I think this is going to be a whole new revamped offense, uh, revamped defense. I think the only guy that is go- the guys are, are going to stay put is the coach and is the quarterback. And I think it's going to take some time and some years to get, some, get them dudes in there to be able to compete with these boys in the AFC. Who, wait, hold on. Hold up. Can't let you do it. Talk to him. You said who's going to be there? The coach and the who? I said the coach and the quarterback are going to be there next okay. year. You told, you told me that, that the quarterback yeah, I didn't say be, none of them are going to be gone next no, year. No, so but the next, you said next two years. years. Said next two years, years. Yeah. Josh Allen going to be traded, right? But I don't okay. think McDermott or Allen going to be gone next year. Well, but, 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 but next two years he's going to be gone. I though. think so. It's going to be some changes, yes. Okay. I, I, don't th- I don't see them getting rid of Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I don't either. I don't, I don't <laughs> anticipate that. Um, I, I think one, one stretch of a bad season is not enough to bail on a talent like Josh Allen that – like we've said multiple times, people would do ungodly things mm. to get someone of the talent level of Josh Allen in their building. But I also push back on the idea that because there is a shift in uh, personnel, while the franchise quarterback or the coach is there, that somehow the bills are over. Do we not consider the dynasty with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick to be that, even though Randy Moss was there and then he wasn't, or any other player that you can name was there and then they weren't? Like, did that change the dynamic of the organization? Shanahan has gone through, I don't even know how many coordinators. McVeigh has gone through how many coordinators. Generally, when you have success, you lose coordinators. When things start to go in a different direction, you fire coordinators. That's, that, that's the adjustments that you make. How many coordinators did Belichick go through? So I don't look at the bills as, oh, Leslie Frazier isn't there anymore, or they fired Ken Dorsey, so this is now a new version of the bills. Whenever we look at dynasties or judge eras with organizations it's either because there is a there is one face which is either the coach or there is a player which is how we look at that we look at the time with philip rivers and the chargers as philip rivers time with the chargers we're looking at what's going on with the niners as shanahan's time with the niners we don't look at it as oh well robert sala left so the niners are over so so i don't anticipate that the bills don't have an opportunity to adjust things if Stefan Diggs does actually end up leaving and they, they draft a talent that develops in the first year. We see rookies coming out of college all the time. I'm not saying they're going to be as good as Stefan Diggs, but you can make adjustments to your roster year in and year out and still compete. Again, this team won the division the past three years. Yeah. They're having a rough stretch. They have also a lot of injuries, which we conveniently do not mention, and I, I agree with not mentioning because people have injuries, but that is also playing a role in the struggles that they're having. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Nice cookie. Thank you. Thank you um, no, I, I agree. This, I was just thinking, like, when you were talking, all the different teams that um, players may, may trade or leave and, 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 and coordinators, right? And I think the Niners. I mean, the Niners, they keep getting a new defense coordinator. They still kind of seem to be successful. I think we have a certain amount of players. You have a, a head coach. With, and by the way, Speaking of Sean McDermott, I got to give him some respect and a lot of roses. So Friday, give him some love because <laughs> I was there in Buffalo when we weren't good. Yep. Sean McDermott changed that whole culture. No question. Whole culture. No like question. everybody in the building from the players to the janitors yeah. to, the, to the people in the kitchen. Like he changed everything. And, and he made everybody believe that like, we can win. So yeah. now when you see him running three in a row at this division, like that's Sean McDermott. And I think Josh Allen has a lot to do with that. So I look at a program where you guys say or a franchise when you say that it's over or it's at the end, it's like, how? Because one thing they can do, they draft pretty good. They draft pretty good. Um, they, in fantasy, they make some pretty good moves. Trades, they make some pretty good mm-hmm. trades. And they develop these players. And that's one thing that, that every uh, franchise, they can do. So with this organization, they can do that, and they have a, a franchise quarterback. So everything they have, I guess, DNA-wise, to win mm-hmm. championships or win their division, they have. So for you guys to say it's over after just a bad season, I can't see it. The reason I'm saying that is because of the why. I'm not just looking on top of the surface. I'm looking underneath the surface. Y'all brought up great points. Niners defensive coordinators, Patriots defensive coordinators. To me, there's a difference between being fired and being promoted, and that being the reason you're gone. D'Amico Ryans was promoted. Robert Sala was promoted. Uh, uh, Eric Mangini ended up getting a head coaching job. Uh, Brian Flores, head coaching job. Uh, Matt Patricia, head coaching job. Leslie Frazier was let go. But when, and that's but, the defense. But, but, so, uh, but my thing is, like, let go or... Promote it, right? Yep. You still leave it. Correct. So but what's the difference? The difference for me is that means if you were let go, there's probably some chaos that let, led to you being let go. The reason McDermott let go of Leslie Frazier from people within the building is said it goes back to that 13 seconds decision versus the Buffalo, versus the Kansas City Kansas Chiefs, Chiefs and yeah. how he played in Kansas City. And not only had you let go 
You let go of Frazier, and now the defense has gotten worse. Mm -hmm. Now you, the head coach, are the defensive coordinator. They don't have a defensive coordinator currently. So I'm already seeing tension there. Ken Dorsey was fired. Mm -hmm. So now offensively, y'all got issues there. So I'm thinking, okay, offensively, you got issues. Mm -hmm. Defensively, you got issues. At wide receiver, you got issues. Your overall record, you got issues. Yes, they have injuries, but for me, it's kind of like what Joya said the last 24 months about the Niners with injuries. Write them into having injuries. Mm -hmm. Old players get hurt. The Bills had the oldest roster in football. So it's not a coincidence they have injuries. Right. They're all old. Mm -hmm. That's why they have injuries. So I'm looking beneath the surface when I say but it's the beginning it, but of the even end. So, the okay, so the Niners. Um, a couple weeks ago, you had a lot of big concerns about uh, Wilkes as a yes, coordinator. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, the other two guys, um, coordinators, Salah and um, D'Amico and D'Amico Ryans, they got promoted yes, and sir. they left. So then another um, the coordinator came in there. Mm -hmm. There was no problem. There was no issues, you said. There's no issues, right? They just got promoted. But then there was issues in defense. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to figure out, like, what's the difference? I don't like change in general. Like, I really don't like it in general. I really don't like it in general. However, if you are getting, if somebody's getting fired, mm -hmm. that leads to me to, that tells me there's a reason they got fired. So you already got it. But I'm saying that there was no issues, right? And he moved on. And then the coordinator that y'all had issues, y'all had concerns about that a, a clean, happy home. Correct. Mm -hmm. That's my thing. So does it really matter if it's if it's a clean, happy home yeah. and they get promoted, or is it because? But, but for me though, getting fired. For me, it's the team is going to look different. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. whatever coordinator comes in uh -huh. there, you might not have 14. Yeah. And now you're going to have to be trying to get a rookie ready. You already don't they believe gonna, it. They're going to get – I don't think they're going to trade Stephon Diggs, right? But I, I just feel like if they do, they're going to get something for him. Right? You're going to get some picks for him. But what I'm saying is you don't know if them draft picks is going to come up there and how long they're going to take to get going. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Then on the defensive side of the ball, we talk about how old the safeties are. Milano, Milano's yeah, not there. We don't know team. how he's going to look. We talk about Vaughn. I'm just saying the overall team and yeah. the players on the team are going to look different. So now it's going to take some time, I think, for this Bills roster and team to get back up to that to be able to compete with Mahomes, to compete with Joe Burrow, to compete with Lamar Jackson, to compete with those teams so that's why I'm saying I feel like it's closed because I think once this team in the offseason and who knows what's going to happen they might make a run and make the playoffs but I still think change is coming in the offseason to where this team is going to be far off from competing with those top AFC teams I just I, I don't know man I, I, I truly think that the, the Bills will be a good team next year I think next year they regroup they get everything together they'll be a good team I, based I, on I what tell me why because, because the, the DNA and the culture over there Sean Wadern was a hell of a coach we talk about Matt Milano being an all-pro good mm -hmm. linebacker but even before he was an all-pro, he was really, 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 sure, really yeah. good. But sure. when you say good team, but, but no, no, nobody good. really knew about yeah. him, right? I'll give you another one. Um, Tremaine Edmonds, yep. right? A, a middle linebacker. They drafted from Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. And he, we didn't really know. Yeah. But, yo, they, they, they really groomed him and he worked well. him. And he was a really, really good player in Buffalo. Ed Oliver, mm -hmm. when they first got there, he was, he was a little dude. Like, I don't call Ed First round boy. pick. I don't call him a little but, but I watched him develop him after yeah. we just get, let go Kyle Williams. Mm -hmm. So I'm just giving out all these different snares where – where I've seen Sean McDermott build players that was just young players. What's the kid in the slot? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. Terry Johnson. Terry Johnson. Terry Johnson. Corn, corn, corn. Yo, he was, he's nice now, but when he was a rookie, yeah. I watched them boys over there training him, getting him right, yeah. getting him right. And then I watched him, yo, this kid's going to be really, really good. So I've seen Sean McDermott mm -hmm. with, with, with decent talent, lower draft picks, develop these players. That's why when I always talk about on a good side of, of um, Andy Reid, and I talk mm -hmm. bad stuff about Bill Belichick because on Belichick, I don't see no growth. Yeah. I don't see new development players. Where's Sean McDermott? I've seen them. Yeah. The, foundation, the foundation of the Bills is there. There's organizations that have a flash-in-the-pan run yeah. to the postseason, and they were way better than we thought they were going to mm -hmm. be, and maybe they win a playoff game or two, and we get excited. The Bills have a culture. Yeah. So it's harder for me to believe that they won't be able to make tweaks, make adjustments, and re get back on course when, when you're comparing to some of the other teams around the league that we're mm -hmm. excited about that don't have the same equity level that the Bills do to me. They won the division the last three years. Like, and, where, and, where, was, where, where does all that count into and this, factor into wait, where and, you think they can go? And the last thing, we talk about the coordinators. Like, let's, let's give some more respect to, to um, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. Like, Brand, um, Brian Dayball, right, mm -hmm. for, for he used to be the, the Titans or the, Titan, the Titans coach for the Patriots and all that. But who knew he would be an offensive coordinator like this? And they knew that. They went to go get him. Ken Dorsey was still on the roster when Brian Dayball was there. Mm -hmm. So the, you know how they like to keep everything yep. in the house. Yeah. But they can get some good coaches in yeah. there. They got a lot of good coaches, a lot of coordinators. So, so when you say win, 
do you think it's Super Bowl? Because that that's what I compare it you off of. Like but, they, but, but, so no, you, but what I'm you, saying you can't is do that. Because if right now there's only there's only two teams you can say no, that but, could go to a Super Bowl but win what, it. But what I'm saying is, is there's teams with Super Bowl rosters. That's why you pick them beginning of the season. Joy has <laughs> Buffalo and blah 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 in the right, Super right, Bowl. Right. I got Jets and blah 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 in the Super Bowl. Like I don't know if we're going to be saying with what happens this offseason, yeah. with the things that could happen with okay. the old players, Vaughn, all right, those right, guys right, leaving. I don't okay. know if we can sit there and say that this is a Super Bowl caliber team. Well, I say. I'll say this, because I don't ever play that game with the Super Bowl. Like, it's a real thing. It's hard as hell to get to. I know to. it is. So I don't play that game. But yeah. I'll say this. To, to contend for a championship, right, as in chance to win your division, do some damage to playoffs, them type of teams, I think that next year they'll be up there with them. Right? You don't just every year you, you favorite to win it, uh, the AFC. And then, you see what I'm saying? So, yeah. I can see them being part of them four or five teams. It's only like four or five teams in general. So I, I would put them in there. Yes, this is the conversation. I wouldn't. You wouldn't. Shady would. Uh, James wouldn't. This is this is what's so interesting. But you won't be surprised if Josh Allen come back next year. I would. Get, I would be surprised. Get, get crazy like he- I would be surprised if this Buffalo Bills team has another 13-14 win season in the next three four years. I think I think that is that is it for Buffalo. Well, what is going on with the Cincinnati Bengals? We got two and a half hours till the Bengals kick off versus the Baltimore Ravens. Is it a must win for the five in four Bengals? That is next on Speak. We just. Get started. Don't forget. All right, family, let's get to second and short. This is our second topic of the day, and we got a really good one. Ravens, Bengals, a huge game tonight. It's about time we got a great Thursday night football game. Two really good quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. But they're both coming off of unfortunate losses, one to the Browns, another to the Houston Texans. Joy, the Bengals are currently 5-4. and four. They are fighting for their playoff lives. Would you say that tonight is a must-win for the Cincinnati Bengals? Yep, all the rest of the season, mm-hmm. particularly the AFC games, are a must-win for the Bengals. That's the situation that they put themselves in. They have one AFC win. They're last in the division. Last. Behind Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. Can you say that again? Okay. Mike Tomlin, Steelers. Mm, okay. And the Browns, who now don't have Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. That's who they're behind. I mean, they, they, they are and not just behind them in their own division. They also have the Colts, the Texans, and the Raiders ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot of ground to make up. And if they lose this one, mm-hmm. they're going to they're gonna lose control of their destiny moving mm-hmm. forward. They've really just, the start of the season was, was really devastating for them to be in this situation right now. Because they started slow last year as well, but it wasn't against divisional opponents and it wasn't in the conference. So yes, this is a must-win game for the Bengals. Yeah, to put it in graphic form, if you will, the Bengals right now are really struggling because they haven't beaten AFC opponents. I believe they are one in four versus the AFC. Their wins have come versus the NFC teams. They've come versus the Seahawks, versus the Niners, versus the Arizona Cardinals. So when you really look at what it comes down to in the playoffs when there is a tie, and I will show you so you all can see it at home. When there's a tie, it comes down to number one, What's your conference win percentage when there's a three-team tie? Remember, I just told you all the Bengals are one in four versus the AFC, so their conference win percentage is not currently good. Then it goes down to head-to-head. If you look at the current playoff standings, which I will now show you, the Bengals are at the top of the in-the-hunt seed, which means they're the eighth seed. Why aren't they the seventh seed where you see the Houston Texans? Well, they're not the seventh seed because they lost the head-to-head matchup versus the Houston Texans just last week. If the Bengals lose today... They will be 5-5, five and five and they will be 10th. So by this time, tomorrow's show, they won't be the 8th best team, the ninth best team. They'll be sitting there at the 10th best team, not because their record is any different than the Bills' record or the Colts' record, because their conference record is bad. But, James Jones, if they win, they still get two matchups versus Kenny Pickett, a matchup versus Dorian Thompson-Robinson. So if you win this game, you're a half game back versus the Baltimore Ravens, and you get to see Kenny Pickett twice and DTR or Paul... Uh, the other backup, P.J. Walker. Uh, PJ so Walker. I, uh. you got to win this one. Yeah, this is this is a got to have this one right here. This is a must win. If they don't win this right here, hey, start booking your tickets for Cabo. You know, <laughs> I think that's where they're going to be going. But this, this is a must win. Um, Joe Burrow has to come out here. This is a playoff game for them. Yeah. Right? You guys are really good on the road in the playoffs, win a lot of games, play consistent. That's what you guys have to treat this one like. This one has to be treated like a playoff game. I would not be surprised. If it's maybe a fake punt, go for it on a couple of these fourth downs because you have to really press the issue to really win this game. Because if you don't, you go from in the hunt all the way down to the to the 10th seed. And I know that the Browns do not have Deshaun Watson, but their schedule is really, really favorable. They play some bad, bad quarterbacks, too, and that's a big-time defense. So if they don't get this one done, 
we could possibly be without Josh Allen and JoJo Burrow mm. in the playoffs this year, and that's going to be bad. Yeah, and I got to be a must win. I'm uh, just thinking about it like they're 0-2 in the division right now. And, and to, like you talked about, some of the, the opponents that they will play, they could win them games with, with Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. Um, and then who was the other one you just said? You got Dorian Thomas Robinson and the Browns. Hey, hey, so, so you got some chances to win. So if you win this game, that puts you in a favorable position to win some more games mm-hmm. to get to this playoffs. Because right now, if, you, if you're at the bottom of the division and you're 0-2 right now in the division, what are we talking about right here? Mm-hmm. And then the thing is, we're talking about just the football part of it, but what about, like, legacy? What about yeah. respect? We love to brag about Joe Burrow because he's a great player, but some of the points that we brag about him is, hey, he took his team to the Super Bowl, yep. took his team to the AFC Championship. All these things yep. beat Patrick Mahomes and Arrowhead. We got to see this, Joe, because if you don't go to the playoffs, mm. it starts that conversation. Uh, Shady, you're exactly right. Uh, and I'm, I was wow. going to save this take for later, but I'll actually cook on what you said. For me, it's not Hook just it a must-win for the Bengals. It's a must-win for Joe Burrow. Mm. I currently brag that Joe Burrow is the second-best quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes, mm. and I have plenty of ammo to say that. Anytime Joe Burrow is healthy, he goes to an AFC Championship game. I would take Joe Burrow over Jalen Hurts. Mm. I would take Joe Burrow over Lamar Jackson. But if you don't win this game, mm. and thus, Joe Burrow, you don't make the playoffs, mm. how can I then say, you are second behind Patrick Mahomes. Ooh. I can't. You know? Because you would have played four seasons, missed the playoffs twice, mm-hmm. made the playoffs twice. I can't even put you in these elite mm-hmm. dialogues. Yeah. I can't put you in these elite conversations. Mm-hmm. Not if you miss the playoffs 50% of the time. Who am I to fix my lips to say you elite? Yeah. People already think I'm dumb. Now you have to say that. Mm-hmm. They really don't think I'm crazy. So it's a must win for Joe it's Burrow not, as well because if you miss the playoffs... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Uh, Hmm. How do we feel about the start of the season for the Bengals then? Because we all know he was injured. Yeah, I mean, you so out how there, much though. how much yeah. does that factor into it? I mean, he's out there though. Man. I mean, we injured. They always say if you're too injured, don't, don't play. play. I'm like, I'm like, why not? Because so we would because the fam is never going live. I mean, he was in, he was injured his first year too. So that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. We said this about I think Deshaun yesterday. We started to say, well, Deshaun's starting to look injury prone. Mm-hmm. I'm ignoring that for Joe Burrow yeah. because he went to the Super Bowl and he made the playoffs the yeah, next he gets two busy. years. He gets busy. But if Joe Burrow misses the playoffs, so if he we're misses the to... playoffs, we're going to have to reevaluate if Joe Burrow is elite. Have to. Ooh. I'm going to say because we. This is the reason why, though. Right? Mm, talk to me. Because we always start to say Patrick Mahomes is another other universe, mm-hmm. right? But then the next one is Joe Burrow. Yep. I can't even imagine Patrick Mahomes lead, like not making not the playoffs. Making the play. Even if they're the bad, bad, like 50% of the so time. So we, don't, we, don't, we won't have Josh Allen in there if he doesn't make the playoffs. Well, y'all already don't have Josh Allen in the, there. Don't well, I, I don't. Yeah. But remember, though, at least Josh Allen has made the playoffs the last three years. So mm-hmm. even if he misses this year, what, he's missed it one of the did, last what four did, years. What did, what did Joe Burrow Joe Burrow got hurt his rookie year, made the playoffs, made the playoffs, would miss the playoffs again. So now you're talking oh, okay, 50% of his career, he's missed it. We're counting the time that he was hurt? You have to. So then Lamar has had missed. Like, but it's, at least his team got there. You use this as ammo all the time, and I agree with it when you say, even though Lamar got hurt, he was so good when he was out yeah. there that his team right. still made the playoffs. Right. So, and you use that as ammo, yeah, and I'm like, right. yo, right. you're right. Uh, listen, I'm okay with us slimming down the version of what, you know, how often we use words. Like, we should slow down on calling everybody the GOAT. We should slow down on calling everybody elite. Like, if we want to make those margins smaller, that's fine with me. I don't know if I can jump to Joe Burrow isn't a great quarterback. I would still consider him to be elite, even if they don't make the playoffs this year. Remember, at the beginning of the season, the AFC was always going to be tight. Sure. It was always going to be tight. No doubt, but the cream rises to the top. Let me ask you a question. In your opinion, what makes Joe Burrow so elite and so great? In your opinion? I got the answer for that one. I mean, my eyeballs. For yeah, one. Okay, that's one. Because I thought he was great before he got to the NFL. I'm talking about the NFL great. And he's winning. Yeah. He's won games. So he's, he's, so, made, so, so, he's made people around him better. That, so what I want to say to you is, when I look at Joe Burrow, I think he's super intelligent. Mm-hmm. Got super confidence, right? Yes. And, the, and the other thing is, he's accurate, but his biggest thing is he wins. He wins. That's right. it. So he now, wins. if you kind of pull that thing away a little bit, all right, so we're speaking of him, like, his thing is he wins. He took yeah, a bad yeah. franchise <laughs> he to the Super Bowl. We hit a winner. One thing about Joe, Joe going to win. going to win. If they have a bad slump yeah. losing, he going to find a way to win. That's why I love but Joe wasn't, wasn't there always going to be a, a good team that was going to miss the playoffs? So where there was a time where and you're in your prime, right? Your prime, where we talk about the Brady's, we talk about the Big Bands, we talk yep. about uh Philip Rivers, we yep, talk Rogers. about Rogers. Yep. Like and they primes, they make the playoffs. Even how bad they are, they're gonna make the playoffs. But not only that, the reason why I truly believe we put Joe Burrow in this elite category right under Patty 
is because when the big time lights is on, big time yeah. Joe shows up. With the big cigar. Man, <laughs> so you going on the road beating Josh Allen. You going on the road beat Patty Mahomes. Like, every time it was a big time game, Joe Burrow played out of his That's mind. True. That, that is, is why I believe yeah. we put him in this elite conversation yeah. because he wins those big ones. Every last one of these ones from the season on out is big-time games for Cincinnati Bengals. So this one right here for Joe Burrow, that's why I said this is playoff football for Joe Burrow. You have to go out there and play lights out and be that Joe Burrow that we put you in that elite category because you win games like this. You can't go out here and lose to Lamar Jackson and your team don't make the playoffs. I'm not taking him out of that elite conversation if he don't make the playoffs, but every time I talk about it, I'm going to have to think about it. Well, look, I mean, your resume is your resume. It would absolutely be a failure. By, by every measurable if they miss the playoffs. This is incredibly disappointing, and it's a failure based off of the, the roster that they have, the and expectations, who and who he is. Yeah. I agree with all that. I don't think I personally am going to write off his entire future and say no. that he's not oh, capable no, of no, getting no. to that I mean, space. Nobody's doing that. Ain't nobody doing so that. The conversation's going to change. So he's just, so he's just getting knocked down to elite. He's got to knock out out of the league. So to. then, like, next year they come back, they win the Super Bowl, he gets, he gets bumped Yeah, back no back. doubt about it. No yeah. doubt about so it. Because that's how they do this every is, This is an ebb and flow conversation. Yes. Unless you have so much equity, like Patrick Unless Mahomes. Unless you're Mahomes. You have okay. so much equity, wait, 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 I'm not going to knock you out. I just want to see how there. we're judging But, this. like, it's, it's hard, like, again, Shady, you made a great point in that, in that dialogue you and Joy had is, when I talk about Joe Burrow, he has it. He I don't ever it. talk about his speed. Yeah. I don't talk about his height. I don't talk about his arm mm-hmm. strength. I just say he has it. Mm-hmm. Acho, what's it? He has an innate ability to win. That's yes, it. he do. If he is no longer winning, Acho, and, what's and your getting burrow? to a Super Bowl and then going back to an AFC championship game, it doesn't matter enough do to, we st- is that to but see, no, that's Those are good accomplishments, but, like, is, do we stop there? So, but so oh, then oh, who's, oh, who's oh, elite, then? What I'm saying is all the good, though, so with the bad, we don't say nothing about it? No, no, I don't think we should. I'm just saying who is elite, then? Mahomes, if Jalen Hurts goes back to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. then next year we'll have the con- – I will. I know Shady yeah. already is. I think yeah. you already are. Next year I will have the conversations of Hurts like I'm having about Burrow. No doubt. Because I mean, now in three years as a starter, Hurts would have gone to the playoffs, gone to a Super mm-hmm. Bowl, gone to another Super Bowl or championship game. Burrow, three years as a starter, Hurt. Yeah. Play Super Bowl championship game. Yeah. So then I would have those combos. But if Hurts missed the playoffs this yeah. year, if the Eagles missed the playoffs yeah, this year, I'd be not like, only that, Hurts wins. That would, be, that would be crazy. <laughs> That'd be crazy. But I, I just think that, like, so all these quarterbacks we're talking about are really, really good quarterbacks. Yeah, so let's get that straight. They're good quarterbacks. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, when we start talking about the levels and yeah. why and this and that, why do we, like, even Mahomes, why do we say Mahomes is so great? Yeah, yeah he's talented because he's one of the Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. He's always going to be in the AFC Championship game. Like, he, he's MVP. Like, those things what put is, him but in But what that. it sounds like to me is it really is just Mahomes. But it was good. It was about to be Joe. Because the argument I can say is this. Everybody says that, yeah. The right, argument right. I can say is Patrick Mahomes been to five straight AFC Championship games. Ooh, that's yeah. But then I can say every year Burrow healthy. The last two years, he's been to the AFC Championship game too. Mm-hmm. So I could at right. least, I could fight back. Right. But Mahomes five straight years, cool, 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 cool. But Joe Burrow took a team from 2-14 yeah. to the Super Bowl. But I, it, I it could fight back. It doesn't sound like and, he and has enough equity to be in that yeah. space. Because if they, can miss, if they can miss the playoffs and he gets bumped down, that significantly, then the resume for the last do, do two years you, doesn't count. Do you think, do you think, you think he? Do you think he shouldn't get? No, down all for not making the playoffs. He should because he has to. He has to then go into that Josh Allen category. Like Josh turns the football over, but like you said yesterday. He turned the football over a lot. He was winning. And he, he was, was in that elite conversation with Patty. Before Burrow, it was Patty Josh. Yeah, right, because right, right, right. Josh was winning, even yeah. though he was turning the football over. Now that since Joe Burrow kicked Josh Allen out of the playoffs right. and he yeah. hasn't been winning he in there, the we kind of bumping him down. <laughs> yeah. So that's the same thing for yeah. JoJo Burrow. If you can't get to the playoffs, even though you was hurting you the can't beginning be of the season, right. you, you can't, can't be And maybe, 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 this might be a real argument we need to say. Talk to me. Joy Taylor. Uh-oh. Is that... Maybe this is a bigger gap from Patrick Mahomes to all the other quarterbacks. Oh, that part I agree Ooh. with. No, 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 no. But see, but no, see, I never thought that it was a – I always knew that Pat was different, especially on yeah. a different level. But I did think that Joe Burrow was, like, right outside that door. 100%. <laughs> like, Pat, let me hear. I'll, I'll be here next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's in that group. And Josh. You talking about and, the and, and Josh. He got the most now, 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 Josh, they kicked him off the elevator. Get out yeah. the club. So now he had to no walk up the steps. All right? And then Joe Burrow, he's – is he pushing that button? And Jalen knocking on the door because he wins. But if, if, but if Joe wins and makes the playoff run, yeah, he's still not he's still there. Because last year, he won 10 out of 11 games yeah. or 9 out of 10, made it to the playoffs, went back to the AFC Championship game. He right outside Mahomes' door like, but, but hey, I, big I, dog, I'm knocking. But I, 
I feel what Joy's saying, though, because how far are we going to bump him down if he don't make the playoffs? Say that again? Like, how far? Like, where are we moving, Joe? Like, you, you got to move say, somewhere. I don't know where. You got to go somewhere, though. Man, you got to go home. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get the heck up out. And, and really, all I'm doing is I'm moving him from the elite conversation. Yeah. Because the reason we call people elite is because they do things that are elite. W. So if you're not doing things that are elite, how can I call you elite? How can you? Like, okay, but can we wait to make this decision until oh, the end of, of the season? Oh, yeah. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. Joe Burrows. If the second best quarterback in football don't make right, the playoffs, it's at home throwing playoffs. It's like, yeah. that's not, he's, not, even, he's not the second best quarterback what in football. Even, what are we watching? That's what it is. If he watched in his division, can he pick a go? Oh, TJ no. 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 TJ Walker go? No. Because Shady, you Peyton Manning wasn't missing the playoffs. Tom Brady was alive and well. But after Peyton Manning, yeah. after that rookie season, on, man. Peyton Manning was like, hey, big dog, I'm going to be here too. Right you going to have to see me. Win or lose, I'm going to be here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you just got to be there. Yeah. Woo, this is getting good. Okay, Chiefs, Big Eagles. Too. Big Ben. Big Ben was going to be there. going to be there. No doubt about it. Chiefs, Eagles, Super Bowl rematch on Monday night. It's really the shady McCoy ball. So Ooh. we got to talk about who has the edge. Two of the best teams in football. Ah. Shady ah, versus Shady. Ah, Eagles ah, versus Chiefs. Ooh, hey. <laughs> Come back for that conversation. Next yeah, that boy was good, though. Real rap, though, dog. I came in. Let me be honest. How long is that, man? Always feel good. Shady Bowl, big dog. Now, y'all know what it is. Shady's the all-time leading rusher for the Philadelphia Eagles, but he's a Super Bowl champ for the Kansas City Chiefs. We got a Super Bowl rematch. Chiefs-Eagles, it is the game of the weekend. Shady, we got to talk about who got the edge, big dog. We got to talk about who got the edge. Did you see my son in that Gucci, though? Are you done or are you finished? I'm finished. Okay, let's get to it. Starting off with the head coach, Nick Sirianni, Andy Reid. Two incredible coaches. They were both in the Super Bowl last yeah. year. You know Andy Reid well. He drafted you. He's done a lot for you. But you know Nick Sirianni well I, as I well. I love Nick. I love Nick too. You got to love Nick. Nick is a young superstar yeah. head coach. I am giving the edge to Andy Reid, Kansas City Chiefs. And, oh, oh, okay, okay. And I'm going with Andy Reid as, as, as well. Where you at? Because the thing about Andy Reid is I'm going with Andy. Okay. If you watched the Super Bowl last year, it's the Eagles. It was two touchdowns, uncontested. And that comes from film play. That comes from play call. Andy Reid called that play, touchdown. I'm going with Andy Reid. He's more experienced. He's been there. And I love the guy. Look at it. Come on. Let me rub his. <laughs> hey, look. I have to rub his stomach. Come on, big guy. <laughs> okay. After Andy Reid, let's talk about the quarterbacks. Last year, Jalen Hurts was about to win the MVP until he got hurt. Yeah, he did ball. He did ball. He was balling. But then Patrick Mahomes stepped up and took over the MVP. That's true. But some people say Jalen Hurts outplayed Mahomes in a Super Bowl. Which quarterback got the edge? I mean, you cannot go against... The king on the throne. You okay. cannot do. You see the Game of Thrones? I, yep. Don't play them games. You already know. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is on the throne. He's the guy. I love Jalen Hurts. And eventually, I think one day, Jalen Hurts will take that throne. But till now, let's see some dragons. He can't do it. <laughs> he cannot do it. It's easy for me. Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, Jalen Hurts has done a lot of great things he in the National it. Football League. But Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest to ever do it. Now let's talk in totality on offense. They are commanding their offense. But who are you giving the edge to the whole offensive picture? I'm going with the Eagles. I mean, if you look at it, we have the better offensive line. We got the better wide uh, um, receiver tandem, right? Running backs. I mean, I'm going with us. I said us. Woo, woo, woo. Well, the Eagles running back. So, when you get the offense all together, I think every aspect they win other than the quarterbacks. I'm with you. We are on the same page thus far. Offense for me is also the Philadelphia Eagles. But here is where it gets interesting. Because defensively, most notably, the last three to five years, Chiefs defense has not been great. Last year, Eagles defense third yeah. in the history of football, getting after the quarterback, 70 sacks. Where are you with the edge on defense? I got to go with the Eagles again. Yeah, I know, man. I know. I just – and the Chiefs, I will say this. All the years from watching Andy Reid from with the Eagles and also with the Chiefs, it's always been the offense, the offense, the offense. And this year the defense is playing really, really well for the Chiefs. But I got to say, man, one thing about them Eagles, 
you don't know who it's going to be. I can tell you who it's going to be for the for the Chiefs on defense. You might get Snead at quarterback. No you doubt. Might make some plays. You might get Chris Jones. Make some no plays. doubt. But overall, with the Eagles, it can be anybody. We didn't see against the um, who was it? The Cowboys. Yeah. We seen Brandon Graham. He, he's my yeah, age. Yeah, he is. And he we is. can get a sack or two. So I just got they got more piece over on defense to make plays, man. And then another thing, Kevin Bonner, he's getting more comfortable in that scheme. He's gonna make some plays. Shady, he's a baller. I completely disagree with you on this one. That's okay. Not because That's the Eagles right. don't have more pieces, but Steve Spagnola on defensive coordinator. He's a beast. He's a beast. He's a beast. Yeah, he's a Chiefs beast. got the second best defense right now as it pertains to points, and the fourth as it pertains to yards allowed, if I am not mistaken. Eagles are middle of the pack. They're still figuring things out. They have pieces, but yeah. those pieces be getting hurt. Their safeties have been getting hurt. Yeah. Nickelback's trying to figure it out. You had to go get Bayer three weeks ago because you didn't have a safety that could play as a veteran. So defense for me, I'm going cheese. But now let's talk about the X factor. Let's this isn't to, to say who's going to win. Let's but this to is it. to say who do you think is going to be that special player that the viewer at home needs to pay a little extra attention to? You know what? They're going to put Sneed on A.J. Brown, who's a, who's a dog, a big dog. So I'm thinking about who they going to – I mean, one against one. You got to do that. Who's the next guy they're going to put on Devontae Smith? Smith. Who's it going to be, Ancho? And I'll tell you what, on a lot of teams, he would be the number one A. True. It just has to be that two, not one. True. Now, one's one A, one's B, but hey, it is what it is. He's going to be the X Factor. He's so good. Smitty. Smitty can't be touched. I feel it, I feel he, he's, it. He's 165, but he go up and catch you like, he, like he's 265. <laughs> he runs <laughs> like he's, you know. Okay, I'm, I, do. I got the same Come train on. of thought as you. I'm thinking to myself, who's going to be the Chiefs' third receiving option? You already know what Travis Kelsey going to do. But for me, it's who's going to be the other receiving I'm option. I'm going with Rasheed Rice. I'm going with the Rook. Here's why, Shady. Hey, tell me why. Three touchdowns he has. He, needed, though. he got three touchdowns in the last five games, yeah. and he has three straight games of 50-plus yards. Three of the last okay. four games, 50-plus yeah. yards. I think he is starting to come into his own. He is going to be the receiver that has the weak link on the Eagles defense. You got Slay, you got Bradbury. Outside of those two, you're going to have to attack the Eagles' third corner. He's young, man. He's real young. Very young. He's inconsistent. There's sometimes when he's balling out, right, with the screens, looks explosive, looks fast. So other times he has drops. Drops. <laughs> he has drops. He is, and he's still young. And the thing about the Chiefs is they're trying to find a rotation. Who's going to be number two receiver? Yeah. Okay, let's find that out. Who's going to be number three receiver? They don't know. And that's why I think when well, that offense is so up and down because they don't have nobody else other than Travis Kelsey. Fair, fair. I like now, it. I will say this, though. I like it. If Taylor Swift is in the building, oh. I'm going all Chiefs. Because I know when she's there, they going to win. And they're going to do on the high I have fashion. heard that the, the Swift parents are meeting the Kelsey parents. Oh, it's over. Uh-oh. It's one of them one. Put, put 100000 on the Chiefs. <laughs> you just told me you weren't betting anymore. You literally just told me that off camera. Taylor Swift, though. I bet on her. My dog. She's a winner. My, you're a smart man. When hey, we Travis return, Kelsey's can I tease? I'll go ahead and leave this. Thank you. When we return, we got to talk about Colorado Buffaloes because they have not been winners lately. But if they win tomorrow, they hope for a bowl game are still alive, family. It's like a rap. It's like a rap video. Is it a must-win game for Colorado? That's next. Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Don't trust me. Do not trust too far. I don't know how to act. All right, family, let's talk college football. It's the most interesting topic in sports for my money. Deion Sanders, boy, he got off to a hot start. But now they've lost five of their last six. But all hope is not yet gone. They're on the road tomorrow night against Washington State right here on FS1. Well, Prime and the squad, they've lost four straight. For context, if you lose more than seven games in college football, thus you'd only have five wins, you don't make a bowl game. James Jones, I would suggest that if Colorado doesn't make a bowl game, this would be a failure on the football field yeah. for prime. Off the football field, Deion Sanders has won at a higher clip than anybody in sports in the last 20 years. But on the field, on the field, this would be a failure. And I can't be a liar up here. I said before the season on September 1st, I said my own words, hey, He's got to make a bowl game. Mm. We had a mutual conversation at this desk. The opinion on Deion Sanders, it varied from making a bowl game to going to the college football playoffs. But to some degree, we all agreed he had to make a bowl game. If you don't make a bowl game, yeah. then on the field, what you did was just not that impressive. Mm -hmm. I will speak of two coaches I know personally. Jim Moore, current coach at UConn. UConn didn't even play a football season in 2020 during COVID. Ugh. 2021, they won one game. 2022, Jim Mora took over as the head coach of UConn, and they made a bowl game 1-6. My close friend, former teammate, me and LaShawn McCoy, G.J. Kinney, current head coach at Texas State. He was a practice squad guy. You probably don't remember. Yeah, no, no, come on, I know him. I know him, man. Current head coach at Texas State. Took over Texas State. They're currently 6-4. and four. Mm -hmm. 
about to make himself a bowl game. On the field yeah. is where I would say it would be a failure if they don't make a bowl game. They got to win tomorrow to keep that hope alive. Yeah, you remember what number my dog was on the practice Come court? On. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I won't remember That's that. That's my dog. <laughs> crazy. Oh, no, man, I agree. I, I stood on this show and I said that if Prime gets to six and seven, six to seven wins, that's a successful season. Obviously, he needs these last two games to get to that. And I do not think it's going to happen. So I truly believe that this season for Prime on the football field and for Prime standards will be a failure. And not only will it be a failure, you lost four in a row. You don't beat Wazoo, Washington State. That's five in a row. You're probably not going to beat Utah. So you're going into the offseason on a six-game losing streak. However you slice it up, dice it up, whatever, know how many, how many good plays you made in the season, beating TCU to start the season, none of that truly matters if you end this season on a six-game losing streak. To me, on the football field, that is a failure. I don't care what program we're talking about. If we're talking about a program and they lose six straight football games, we're not going to say that's a success. We don't care if it's year one, year two, year yeah. ten. So for me, for them to lose six straight, that is a failure and not make a bowl game. And the disappointing thing about it is they had the opportunities to get to six, and they didn't. And that's why I feel like it's a failure on the football field. Yeah, I think it would be disappointing. I don't know if I can jump to failure. I think we got a little off the rails with our expectations based off of how the season started. Mm -hmm. And let's be serious. <clears throat> if Prime wasn't at Colorado and Colorado had just won those three games, we would not be talking about Colorado. It's just, that's, that's just the facts. And I think that we can also give Prime some room to grow, not just the program. Is that, I hate the word fair, but is that reasonable to do? Does Prime have the space to grow into being a better coach, into developing the program more, or do we have to see the result that we all wanted based off of the expectations that we then laid there? And they encouraged, obviously, they participated in the expectations as well. It's not like they were shying away from anything that was happening there. But I, I don't want to repurpose the conversation, but that's how I feel about it. I feel like it's, I can't jump to failure. I think it's disappointing. They did have opportunities. I think it's a missed opportunity, generally, generally speaking. But I also think that Prime can grow as well as the program can. How long was Jim Mora coaching in college football before he got to UConn? I don't know. He'd been out for about 10 years. It was his first year there. He'd been on ESPN. He had coached. Yes, so he had a lot of coaching experience. I don't know how much your friend's coaching experience was. No, but. TJ, first year head coach. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, also yeah. TJ's, a, TJ's doing though. great. That's my boy. That's TJ's my doing boy. great. Um, I, I think we <laughs> can give prime enough. room to grow into the, into the role as well, is, is how I feel about it. Uh, I agree with you, but then again, I think I'm with you with the growing as the, the, the French or the, the college program. Nice. But as a coach, we don't want to hear you getting better. We want to hear you <laughs> good now. Because, no, seriously, though, think about when a coach comes there, it's like, we, all right, you need to be the answer. Right now. Yeah, right now. So uh, my thing with Prime is the question, first of all, was they need to, they need to win, right? Yeah, that the question? that's the first one, but okay. we know that. All right. So I'm going to say it's not a failure, though. Oh, well. Because I get it. It is Coach Prime and it is Deion Sanders. I get it. it comes, a lot comes with it. But this team, right? Last year, won how many games? One. Come on, yo. One game? Mm -hmm. So if this team, and they're always usually a bad team, he comes there and it's, and it's supposed to be like a different team because he got there? No. I think that what he, what he did do, though, is he, he brought some light to the, 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 the team, to the program, right? He's, he's going to get better, better players. But the players that he did have there, they, they did win. He did win four games and they won one. I'm going to say the truth is, like, you, 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 your face is getting all crazy. I'll tell you why. Let's think about this for a second, though. Like right now, right? We keep praising how um, D'Amico Ryan's mm -hmm. good friends of ours, yep. and mm -hmm. we praise how good they're doing. Yeah, they're five and four. They're five and four. I mean, I'm just saying, it's the NFL though, too, though. Not sure. college NFL. Sure. Right? Way more games, but they ain't gonna be bragging about. Yo, we five and four. The playoff picture. They Yo, won, we they, five they, and they four. Won, currently, they've only won three more games than they did last year. But, but, yeah, but, but what I'm saying is that so yeah. when you go from winning one game to now you winning five, that's why I be even. So when you talk, hold up, real quick. Yeah. When we talked about okay, the quarterback being a uh, um, MVP candidate. Yep. Y'all said that. That's one. Yep. And the second thing is you said that, that Demikarai should be considered coach, coach of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So my thing is, okay, 
you look at the record, they're five and four. So you beating your chest about that. The reason why you beating your chest was because here, the year before that, they won how many games? Two. A here, couple three. of two, here, two uh, or three, whatever it was. Here, here's a, that's why we're making them a good here's team. Here's a line of Come demarcation on, for me: is a one. D'Amico's currently in the playoff picture, yeah. but I don't want to make this a D'Amico conversation. Right. For me, what it is, Shady, is usually if you don't make a bowl game, at least your coaches will say, "Hey, y'all, we're building. We're building something special here." But the problem is, Prime can't say that. Because two weeks ago, he already said, I'm replacing the offensive line. He's already made it very much known a lot of these guys aren't going to be here next year. So if you were on this team and you weren't good, you can't be like, yeah, well, I'm going to be back and we're going to build something special together. Because I'm probably not going to be back. That's my one thing. My second thing is I would say even Prime would have to say it's a failure because what do all coaches say? And we've all played sports. The first goal is probably win your home games. Then maybe win the conference. Then make a bowl game, then make the college football playoffs, win the national championship. If Prime only wins four games this season, I don't know a world where that would be considered a success by his metric. We had no know expectations at all going into the season for Prime. I did. We all did. We, we said it before the season. Before the season. Yeah. We had no idea what was going to happen. We, we hoped, but we had, we, before TCU. We By all the made way, predictions. But they were 21-point underdogs. For mm-hmm. it, right? We did not know what was going to happen. No, but we well, all we made, made predictions. We all made predictions. Yes. And, those, and, those, predictions, and those predictions were based, if we're honest, mostly on hope and faith yeah, and decision. Yeah, I said a lot, of, a lot of hope and, and a lot of prayer. Because yeah. we had actually no idea what they were going to look know. like. And they shocked the world with that TCU win. And then you, we were all then believing. I guess my pushback is I think we are extremely, I don't think we are, we are all extremely impatient. And while the world has changed and we want everything now and Google and the thing and if it doesn't buffer, we turn it off and like everything has to happen immediately. Sometimes, particularly in sports, it is a good reminder that things do take time. I would argue that changing out your offensive line or, or, or refurbishing that or bringing in kids from the trans, uh, transfer portal or recruiting them is building. It is building. He's been there for one year. And yes, the expectations were high based off of how they played, and that was reasonable. And then we got ahead of ourselves, and they got ahead of ourselves. But here's my, here's, my, okay. here's my question real quick. Okay. If I, if I may. I have a great question. The, the thought is, what was the point on the field? Like, you expect something from a new coach instantly. That's college football. Really, yeah, it's sports. No doubt. Like, Deion's getting paid $5 million also to get wins, to build up the program great. You know this better than anybody. When Brian Kelly took over for Coach O, LSU needed to make noise immediately. And what did they do immediately? Beat Alabama. Shout out to Nephew. Won 10 games. Instantly was in the college football yeah, playoff but, conversation. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the on, Louisiana right, right. State University. The same Louisiana State that was 6-7 and seven okay, the year before. 6-7, not one win. But from 6-10, to 10, from barely making the college football. So, so, all right, let's just, let's just take it all the way back. First yep. of all, you talking about a, a, a coach that went from Notre Dame to LSU. Yes, LSU's sir. been a winning program for years, right? We are talking about Colorado, yeah. right? They don't win no games. They won that one game last year, they stole the field. I'm so happy. <laughs> My thing is this, expectation level, that's, that's one thing in sports that you always going to get. But you can't tell me that Coach Prime, what he's done there, is good. You can't tell me. I mean, you Isn't good? Yeah. yeah, you can't tell me it's not good. I'm sorry. On the field. But On the field, it's not. You can't say that when a program like that is won one game last year. For example. Go ahead. I'll chill. Yeah. LSU, we, 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 they should win games. Yeah. They should win games. But they weren't. They should win games. Agreed. They won championships in the center. Where Colorado, they not getting that. Nobody think they're going to win those games. Yeah. Come on, playoffs and all that? No, there's no way. Nobody can win at their conference. No way. Yeah. But now that Coach Prime is there, we think that, yo, they should go to a bowl game. They should be a good team be- because totally of who it I, is. Winning four games to me, it, it can't be a failure. When they won one game last year and they're never supposed to win ever. On the field, it is a failure to me. Because okay. you had opportunities to win football games and you didn't. And you played bad football. And that's everybody on the coaching staff. Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, the players on the, on the field, they played bad football. They coached bad football. None of us would sit here and say, I don't care what team we're talking about, that you lose six games in a row and we saying that that ain't a failure. And you started this thing off 3-0. and oh, And I understand you turn this thing around. We're going to believe next year that he's going to turn it around again and win some more games. But this season, on the football field, this team was a failure. They're if, going to finish this season. If they lose. If they finish if they losing lose six in a row and you gave up a 26-point lead at halftime to a staff for team that got how many wins? I hear that. I hear that. Like, Man, that's bad well, where football. where did they come from? They, they came from one. They it's a lot of people they, they that came from that, that, that and winning, though, Shady. Like, who? 
I literally just said Jamora. Like who? Just, I mean, at UConn. UConn was thinking about canceling their football program. Shady, they didn't even play in 2020 because they said it's not worth it. Yo, only thing I know about UConn is I always bet against them. That's my point. Okay. And so they still won six. I don't know. That is my point. All, all I'm saying is, and, okay, and Deion and boys last year won one game and now they won four. A chance to win five this game. That's, I'm going with that. That's just my opinion, bro. Let me ask you this. I, I know teams have been bad, bad. And they used to be in bad bet. So if do you they finish with four losing six, you're you, saying that's success? That's success to me. You, you, you coming from one win. Shady, let me ask you this. You coming from you, like, I don't get that. If you win one game one year, right? So Shady. And your pro hold up, and your program never good. really been good ever. They had they, they had a state of small old uh, span where they were decent. With uh uh Eric Bienemy and uh um Cardell Stewart, they had a, a nice little window where they was solid, right? But then over the p- period of time, they've been bad. I was Colorado that came and talked to me in college, or high school. Let me go, where? Man, look, go to the door next door. It's another LaShawn McCoy there. This is not the one you want to Let talk to. Let me ask you this. What? Do you believe, okay, first off. Because <laughs> I ain't going to Colorado if Deion Sanders ain't there right now. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you believe that Prime, if he finished the season at 4-8, and eight, would say the season was a success? That's all I'm saying. No. You know him better than anybody from, at the desk. Yo, from when they came from? Yo, how about this? When you ever go to, well, you've you been to bad teams? Oh, my God. You went to the, the Browns, I went right? five and seven in Texas. So, look, when you go to a bad, when you come from a, a being successful, go to a bad team, you watch all the old clips, the old games, the old practice, you're like, oh, my God. I got to get these players out of there. And then you change, you take them players, right? Some of them. Shady, and you not win, answering the question. Win, win, win. Not answering the question. Come on. No, why, is, why does everything no have, I mean, well, this is a stupid question. We're doing television. He would why say does everything failure. have to be if one of the other? If you had Prime was sitting here success. right now, it's not, four it, and eight, it, it, he would not say the success was on the football it's field. Not, it's not a success. It's disappointing. To say that it was a complete failure. Not complete. Um, it's not a failure to me. <laughs> the question was says it's a failure. I'm saying so it's not a so failure. So it's like kind of a failure? On the field, on it's the a failure. failure. No, it's not a That's failure, It's not a complete man. failure no. because off the field, it has been miraculous. Miraculous. That's why it's not a complete failure. But if we but made him hard, nameless. Hold on, though. See, this is, this is where you lost me. Because the only reason that off the field was success was because of the winning that they did on the field. I would disagree. Not. What do you mean you disagree? So if they won one game this year, we was going over there to do our show there? We weren't, but I think Cedric the Entertainer was still going. I think Lil Baby was still going. Man, I think no, they can were we still have going. a serious conversation for I'm three seconds? I'm having a serious conversation. You're telling me that that sideline looks like that at the USC game if they had not won one game yet? If they, yes, because of prime. Now, does it look like that? No, not in totality. But the reason that sideline was still popping, because the sideline, the stadium was sold out for Colorado, UCLA. Hasn't been sold out before UCLA. Hello. The win started at the beginning of the season. Correct. The TCU win started all this. And then the next win. And then the next win. Yep. So the hype, the, the, the energy, us going to the game, yeah. that sideline looked like that because of the wins that they had at the okay. beginning it, of the season. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can, can, can I get four, in? Just, their first wait, four wait, games, wait, they had wait, the most views wait, wait, on, on TV. They still have. What point are you making? You can't change the timeline. Like, we're here now, and you're saying that off the field it was a success. A thousand percent. Yes. The only reason that off the field success happened is because of the wins on the field well, that happened at the name. beginning of the season. But the wins validated it. Correct. But That's I'm saying, why it was the story. But what does that have to do with the fact that if you don't make a bowl game, if they don't, because keep in mind, you're making great points. We went to the USC game. The record was 3-0 maybe at the time. They've won one game since. We went to the USC game. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. September 20th. No, they had lost to Oregon. They had lost to Oregon, so they're 3-1. We went September 27th. It is checks date. November 16th. They have one win since then. I hear you. It's a failure. But what I'm saying is you can't say that the, the on with, to Shady's point, they won one game last year, right? Yes. The wins on the field, touchdown, score, those things matched up with the height of I, Deion Sanders and made it into what it was. So you can't say that the off-the-field success would be what it was if they didn't have the wins I on just the re- field. Real quick, I just remember she when they room. beat TCU and Prime got up there to that podium and he said, I told y'all we was coming, Pauls. Mm-hmm. You got what I'm saying? <laughs> he, t- he said, we told y'all that, right? They rolled off the next two. They was 3-0. and And Prime is getting up there talking. Everybody in the media is talking about how good this football team is, right? If we were to say that you are only going to win one game for the rest of the season, Prime, that's a failure. I know Deion Sanders really, really close working with Deion Sanders at the network. If Prime was sitting right here where Joy is right now, we say, Prime, you four and whatever. Prime, keep Is it that real. a successful season? Prime, Prime was sitting here and telling the world. Y'all that, know him going 
Failure on the football field. Wait, it's point all, blank, it's, period. It's all about where you come from, man. I, I always say that. Come on, it's man. But from, even bro, think about bro. what he did at Jackson State. Jackson, Jackson State was not a perennial powerhouse. And then uh, Prime went there, and they had won 12 games, 12 games. He took them a further distance, Shady. So I'm not disagreeing with you. But winning four games, it's just not that impressive. There's, there's no way that Shador... Travis Hunter and them think that four wins is a success. success. Ain't no, no way. But it's not a total Jesus, failure either. From, on the field, it is. So it's not a total failure, and it's not a total success. You've been on the 0-12 team, right? And it was a failure. Coming <laughs> up, who's the best team in the NFL? Is it the Eagles? Is it the Chiefs? Ravens, Cowboys. It's time to pick six. Discuss the best team in ball right now. That's next. Oh, y'all so judgmental, man. I need a, I need a new show. Call Brian. He wouldn't even say that nonsense. We got we. All right, family, time for pick six. This has been the most chaotic season of NFL in recent history. So who are the best six teams in football? Where does your team stack up? Pay attention to this one because it's about to get crazy. At number six, the Detroit Lions. Now, they are new to the top six because they had that bad loss to the Baltimore Ravens a couple weeks back. But after a grueling match versus the Chargers where their offense could not be stopped, they back in the top six. At number five. How about the Dallas Cowboys? You have to respect the consistency of this organization since Mike McCarthy has took over and Dak Prescott has been healthy. Once again, they are starting to get in a rhythm, starting to rattle off wins. At number four, a team that is playing in the game tonight. All eyes are on them. All eyes on you, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Now they're down two spots. They lost to the Browns. Lamar Jackson, fourth quarter turnover, lost another double-digit lead. It wasn't good, but they're still a top-flight team. I got confidence in them. And number three, the Niners, they jumped all the way into the top three spot. Why? Because we know what they're capable of. I haven't forgotten their five-game win streak. I haven't forgotten the fact that they beat the brakes off the Jags, beat the brakes off the Cowboys, and have two of the top five most impressive wins all season long. When the Niners win, they win big, and they reminded the whole world that they're back. Number three spot. Number two. Kansas City Chiefs, they went all the way to Germany, got a dub. I mean, they beat the Miami Dolphins, and they did it in convincing fashion. Patrick Mahomes, he's starting to figure it out, but it's not about him. It's about the defense. Number two in points allowed, number four in total defense. That defense is rolling, and Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest to ever do it. And at number one, a team that will see the Chiefs, the Philadelphia Eagles. They sit alone with the best record in football. These are the best six teams right here, right now. But as usual, this list going to change, because I don't even know if these teams realize if they're good or not just yet. When we return... Bengals, their last place in the AFC North, and now they face the Ravens. It's the best Thursday night game we have seen all season. Maybe the best in the last three to five years. Ravens, Bengals, come back to find out who wins and why. That's next on Speak. Hurry up, offense family, and Joe Burrow needs to hurry up and get that loss out from under his belt against the Texans last week. He can do so, though, in just under two hours. Bengals, Ravens, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. It's the biggest Thursday night game we have seen all season long. Joy, I said it earlier, I will say it again. And it was very intriguing, I guess, to the desk when I said, if Joe Burrow loses this game and thus the Bengals have a hard time making the playoffs, I might, not I might have to, I would have to take Joe Burrow out of that elite conversation. And the reason being is we call Joe Burrow elite because he wins. Mm -hmm. But if he loses this game, it's not about this game. Mm -hmm. If he loses this game and then misses the playoffs, I can't keep sitting here arguing that he's elite because mm -hmm. people are going to say, Acho, he's only made the playoffs twice in four years. He's missed the playoffs as many times as he made it. How the heck are you going to tell me Burrow's elite mm -hmm. when Jalen Hurts makes the playoffs every year, when Mahomes makes the playoffs every year, when to this point Josh Allen has made the playoffs the last three, four years? How are you going to tell he's he elite? You can't. I'm right with you. So where I'm at, Joy, with what is at stake tonight for Joe Burrow, clearly a win, making the playoffs. But then you could even say the elite dialogue around his name. Oh, well, we, I mean, we can't have the here. conversation until they actually miss the playoffs. Obviously, if they lose tonight, it's going to become even harder. They really need to win tonight. And for the rest of the season, they have one AFC win. They're up against it. So assuming that they miss the playoffs, which yeah. is what the conversation that we're having. I mean, can we say there's a difference between making the playoffs and going to the Super Bowl? Of course. And there's yeah. a difference between making the playoffs. Because we're saying, like, make the playoffs. Like, he did a little more than make the playoffs. Like, he made it to a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And then they went to an AFC championship no. game, right? So there's a difference between just making the playoffs and, and going to the Super Bowl and going to an AFC championship game. I guess uh, where, where I would agree, it is that, unlike the last block, 
it is a failure based off the expectations and what we've already seen him do. And to your point, we we put him in that elite category because of the winning. It's also because of the skill and because of the leadership and because of what he does on the field, of course. But all of that leads to the winning. So it would be a failure. We might have to contextualize it a little bit. But I, I, I just I can't. I don't know that I can jump that far yet. Because other than other, unless we're really slimming down the definition of elite. Because I think Mahomes is in a different category already, and I don't think anyone is particularly close to him. Mm. Uh, I don't know, man, because out of all the quarterbacks other than Patrick Mahomes, even Patrick Mahomes, where you could be in any, any playoff spot, I think out of all of them, I do believe that Joe Burrow, no matter if he's the one seed or last seed, if he get in that playoffs, he has a chance to beat everybody. Right. And I think a lot of teams know that about Joe. So that's why I make the big thing about making the playoffs, because if he's elite, you should be in the playoffs. And he's that good. And he's done it before where you put me anywhere. We can have all away games. We're going to find a way to win games. That's what Joe Burrow is. That's what makes him a superstar elite quarterback. That's why, to me, he has to be – he has to make a playoffs. Yeah. Every year because that's how good he is. Yeah. It's the reason why everybody has Patrick Mahomes number one, but they have Joe. He right there at number two mm-hmm. with no MVPs or no Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a second. People, they, they make the argument with Joe Burrow so close to Mahomes, even though Mahomes is a different level. Mm-hmm. And he don't have no Super Bowls or no MVPs. Yeah, yeah. This is things that he's accomplished at a young age and the things they know he can accomplish mm-hmm. if he has the opportunity to do it. This is big for Joe Burrow. This is really big for Joe Burrow. And, and it's a lot on the line. The playoffs is on the line. And if he don't make the playoffs, I'm with you guys. We can't call him elite. The main reason we call him elite because before he got into the National Football League, the elite quarterbacks was Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. He's 5-1 and one versus them. Yeah. That is why we putting Joe Burrow in that elite conversation. And he beat both of them in the playoffs. You know, he beat Patty to go to the Super Bowl. He sent Josh home. He's 5-1 and one against those dudes that was elite quarterbacks and now you're going up against another very good quarterback in a must-win game and the reason why we put you in these conversations is because must wins was easy for you must wins everybody's picking Joe Burrow for what Joe Burrow has shown so this is a must win if he does not make the playoffs yes it's gonna be tough to put him in them in them categories and let's not forget he the highest paid man in the league. You're if right. we was talking about any other quarterback being the highest paid man in the league, not making the playoffs, we would kill him no matter what they accomplish. Yeah. So he has to get this one done because this one has big implications if he even going to sniff yeah. them playoffs. If it ain't A-Rod, he don't like them. Why you say that? I like all these quarterbacks. Oh, man. If you don't keep accountable, I guess I got to. Somebody has to. Because you won't. Somebody has to. <laughs> the producers don't. Nope. They has been saying all types of stuff, I'll just man. answer the question. You got to say that Josh Allen's going to get traded in two years. Like, come on, and man. Nobody said anything. Come on, That's bro. A couple years. That's ridiculous. ridiculous. Listen to the man. <laughs> when we return, we will give you all the predictions on the biggest Thursday night game of the year. Ooh. Ravens, Bengals. It's a game. Who will win? Y'all got to come back for that next on Speak. Two-minute drill, family. Bengals, Ravens, biggest Thursday night game of the season. I'm kicking it off, Shady. I am going with the Bengals. Joe Burrow bounces back. Elite, elite. He's elite. He got to stay elite. I think Joe Burrow is the second-best quarterback in football, and I am trusting Joe Burrow to prove me right. Marlon Humphrey is going to be out, I believe, with that calf injury. Jamar Chase has been getting busy. I need Jamar to keep getting busy. I like the Bengals, 2-5. 2-5, 2-5. I'm going with Lamar Action Jackson. They don't lose back-to-back games. They don't, they don't they do don't. that. Never have. I haven't they don't speak. Never I haven't seen they don't speak since I've been here. So I'm going to ask you, Jackson. He comes back. He's a big, big win at home. He does big, big things. That's why I love to watch him play. Let's Prime get it. Prime time at the crib. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Get it. Twin Taylor. Hey, and I wanted all y'all to go with, like, one team since I'm so far back in the pick so I could go <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> you you at five, shot, I mean, I guess I'll try to catch out y'all. I'm going Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens in this Will Joe Burrow play bad, or you think Lamar Jackson will just play better? That Ravens defense is really good. No, but keep in mind, they're without Hubbard and T. Higgins tonight. Correct. No T. Higgins. On a short. short, That's going to matter. It's definitely going to matter. I think Jamar got to get busy, though. Jamar got to go for about but 47. Yeah. And two Get the ball to Joe Mixon a little bit. Please. Joe, Joe. Oh, he pass and run. All right, family. That's it for us. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Kind of. I'm a holler. <laughs>